Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. And welcome back to Lead Off. Jay Binkley with Kramer, the Kramer Dog, producing the operation. Now it's time to talk to at Chief of Carolina from Arrowhead Pride. Matt Lane, all about the NFL draft and the NFL draft guide that uh, Kent Swanson so gracefully gave away yesterday on the station to a listener. It was good stuff. What's up, Matt? How you doing, JB? Hey. I wish uh, Kent would give me the power to go ahead and start giving away some draft guides. But he just gave me one. I'm not responsible enough to do that. Yeah, he just gave me one, gave the listeners one, which I appreciated. But gum.co dash Casey Draft Guide 2020. And then he gave a promo code for a discount, two dollars off for uh, six ten. So you get that promo code there, and then he had the uh, the one for for Bink on there. What are you what are you making of this ever changing world in, in the uh, the pre draft visits, Matt? Because those are very important. And as of Thursday, the NFL was leaving it up to teams, but then they said, "Well, some teams aren't going to do this. Some teams are. We don't want an advantage." So they basically sent out a memo with all their team and stopped the thirty visits. Or now you can visit up to three guys a week for an hour on the phone, be a FaceTime or whatever. Yeah, and I think that's probably smart because, like you said, some teams are going to be willing to ask guys to still come out there. You're probably going to have some prospects that would be willing to travel and risk it, others that wouldn't. I just don't think it's fair given everyone has different family situations. You kind of feels like you'd be rewarding people that were ready to be a little bit more risky with everything. So I think it was a good idea by the NFL to go ahead and limit it the, or eliminate the in-person visits. You can do a lot of this stuff remotely. The biggest thing you're missing right now is physicals, and I'm sure they can figure out. The NFL is a very big, powerful company. They can figure out a way to get that all taken care of. So, yeah, I think it's probably a good move by them. My biggest thing is I'm just interested to see how the rest of the offseason is going to play out. It doesn't seem like free agency is going to be delayed, but I just wonder about things like the draft and stuff going forward. Yeah, I'm curious how free agency, because that start the tampering uh, period starts where basically guys make a commitment to a team. They don't have the, the contract official. But I'm curious how they're going to do that. Uh, obviously, the, the players know about the, uh, the, the, uh, the teams know about the players, but you're right about the physicals. I mean, that's the one like holdup for teams, I suppose. But you're right, they could get that information. But there's enough film on not only free agents, but the draft picks as well. You would assume most people would have. I know the pro days are very important for these guys to go to, and only a handful of teams have had their pro day already. But the game film of what these guys did, plus the combine tape and the all-star games, you would think the teams would already have a pretty good idea about players at this point. Yeah, and I think most of the film watching for teams is, for the most part, wrapped up at this point in time. Right now you're having meetings 
you're get, collecting all your data sets, you know, from pro days, from the combine, stuff like that. And now you're starting to have meetings, starting to stack your board. And while it's probably a lot better to have this stuff in person and then to get players to come in so you can talk to them face-to-face, put them on the whiteboard and stuff, you can make a lot of that stuff happen over the phone, over video chat kind of stuff. So they're, they're going to be able to proceed. I don't think that's going to be as big of an issue. I do think this is going to be an interesting year, though, that you might see a lot of undrafted free agents. At Once you look back on this five, six years from now, you might see a lot of undrafted free agents that actually turned out to be good players because they didn't get the chance to get that in-person or that phone interview as much given the situation. Yeah, I'm curious uh, how that would uh, work. But, of course, when you do bring guys in for the uh, for, for visits, you can't test them. I believe you can do a uh, physical with the players, but you can't time them and test them unless you go to their area. Unless you go, let's say they go to Ohio State and you go to Columbus and they go to a park and work out for you, if they agree to do it. That's But they've halted all that. Yeah, and I think it was Bucky Brooks talked recently about how some scouts or teams, and by some I think he meant a lot, would even use time testing if they get in a private workout like that or when they used to be able to do it at the team's facility. Teams would use the best number they saw. So if it came in a private workout, that would be the testing number that they would put down and their little profile for the player. So it'll be interesting without that. I don't think it matters for your top 100, probably top 200 prospects. But once you get to the lower-level guys, like I said – I wouldn't be surprised if there's some undrafted free agents that just once they get into the NFL, their character, their way they play the game just really blows some people away and they stick around for a long time. We're, our, pick number 32, I'd like to see where the, everybody's kind of mocking people that uh, maybe not pay attention to the Chiefs because they're doing you know mocks for you know all the teams in the NFL. It seems like the consensus lately, Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks did a Twitter mock Yesterday, they had uh, they had DeAndre Swift as uh, Daniel Jeremiah moved the sticks, picked for the Chiefs. Then Charles Davis put his mock and put Jonathan Taylor to the Chiefs. And, of course, this can all change with Chris Jones if they're able to make a trade. Maybe they're in the first round twice this year, which changes everything. Do you think at all Chiefs would be looking at running back? I feel that Taylor, Dobbins, and Swift – that could be magical for the Chiefs if they're still on the board because I think people would be offering the Chiefs something to get back into the first round, picking 32. I like those three guys. I think the, if I'm the Chiefs, I just don't see the need to spend one of my few draft picks. And like you said, it could change with Chris Jones, but in the first round, I still don't think I get it. On the running back, we just saw that Damian Williams had one of the better Super Bowl performances for a running back. He was great throughout the playoffs. We saw LaShawn McCoy at the beginning of the season not be great, but be more than serviceable as a running back. It's just not a position that I think the Chiefs need to invest heavily. And I think the Chiefs, with Andy Reid, they've been one of those fun teams since he's been here to put in a mock draft a running back to them because it could be really good. You put DeAndre Swift or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for me, who's I think my running back one, you put them in this offense, yeah, they're going to be very productive and a great player. I just don't know if you're going to get a whole lot more out of them than you are a Damian Williams or a fourth, fifth-round running back. So I'm with you. I'd rather look to trade back if a team does want to get that fifth-year option for a running back. Maybe there's a quarterback left. I wouldn't pull the trigger on a running back that early. I've been going third or uh, well, I went, uh, went fifth round the first mock for running back. Went fourth round with Zach Moss, and I don't know if he's still going to be there in the fourth round or not. That's interesting. Uh, do you like the mid-round running backs at all, or do you value wide receiver earlier than the third round? 
I, I think I would value wide receiver and those mid-rounds over running back unless my most recent mock draft that I had done, I kind of do one weekly on Twitter and just different scenarios going through with different free agency signings and stuff. The mock draft I did actually had Cam Akers fall to the end of the third round, and so he's talented enough to me to go ahead and pull the trigger there rather than waiting longer. But unless you get somebody like that just falling, I would definitely go wide receiver interior offensive line, a couple positions even on offense before I would go running back, just because I think you can find some value on day three to fit the kind of roles the Chiefs use their running backs in. How big do you think it would be for the Chiefs to uh, find a way to get another second-round pick, or if they trade LDT, have that extra fourth-round pick? What kind of uh, – well, first of all, what do you see them doing at 32 if they stayed the same? What is your order for business for the Chiefs? I think if things stick just where they are right now with the five picks all kind of at the end of the round, I think you're looking at one or two positions at 32. I think it's linebacker corner, and I think linebackers only on the board if one of those top three guys fall, not even including Isaiah Simmons. So Kenneth Murray, Patrick Queen, Zach Bond maybe. Like I think that's kind of your linebacker pool, and I don't feel super strong that they would pull the trigger on any of them. I think cornerbacks in the lead for me just because they have no one on the roster right now. They tried to upgrade it a couple times through the draft, free agency. They were even rumored in a lot of trade talks last year. It sounds like they want to be better at cornerback, and at 32 is going to be the best chance to do that. What are you, what are you thinking about Chris Jones now? When you've seen the tweet that he put out, a uh, very cryptic tweet on that, Andy Reid had made, made comments that would be great to have him back, but you know, he talked about everybody being expendable, which I, I don't really know how to read that when it comes to Chris Jones, but – I don't think it's a ringing endorsement either. I try not to go too far down the rabbit hole, but it's kind of been of my opinion since last offseason when Chris Jones held out that he likely wasn't going to be here for the long term. I don't think I can remember the last player that played for Andy Reid that held out, especially this early in their career, for more money and then stayed around a long time. I think you could even tell in some of Andy Reid's press conferences last year during training camp when Chris Jones wasn't there, he was probably not too pleased with the fact that Chris Jones was sitting out. I think that's carried over. The team would like him back. They really would like him back, just at a price point that they have already determined Chris Jones is worth, deserves as much money as he's going to ask for, probably just below Aaron Donald money. I don't think the two sides are going to agree, and I don't think that the whole front office plus coaching staff is going to push too hard to break the bank on Chris Jones and go up and above what they think is a fair offer. I had uh, Chris Trapasso from CBS on uh, this week on Thursday, and he had his seven-round out. He has Jalen Johnson, the cornerback out of Utah. What's your feelings on him? I've come around on him. So when I first started kind of getting through the cornerback class, he was a little bit lower on me towards the end of the second round. I had some issues with I liked his traits and his ability in press. It just was very inconsistent, and I didn't like his lack of aggression as a tackler. Come to find out, he played a lot of the season with a torn labrum. I definitely can see how that would play a role in your desire to want to tackle a running back, your ability to get a good jam on a wide receiver off the line of scrimmage every time. So taking that into consideration, seeing the good athletic testing for him, I'd definitely come around on him. He's one of the younger cornerbacks in this class. You take him at 32, I would prefer to trade back and try to snag him in the middle of the second round. But if you took him at 32, if the other guys were gone, I have no qualms with that. I think he really won't fit what the Chiefs like out of cornerbacks. What do you what are you feeling? Do you feeling that Brett Veach has the five picks, or I mean he, he's a mover and shaker in the draft. I mean especially at the draft position, 
that the picks are given to him at. No comp- compensatory picks for the Chiefs this year. Your gut feeling, if I was going to say five picks, would you say over or under? Yeah, I think I would lean towards the over. I definitely will say I don't think they will have the five picks they currently have. If it is five, it will not be the same five they have. There might be a trade back and then up or up and then back involved. But I would say at minimum five picks, I expect more than that. I don't, I don't think they're going to be content with only these five picks where they're at right now. Last question for you. What are you thinking of A.J. Dillon? Which round are you putting him in? I'm enamored by him because he's such a devastating blocker, and I think that in the hands, I mean, he didn't catch the ball a ton at Boston College, but his combine numbers rival Derrick Henry's, absolutely rival Derrick Henry's, and he's not a first-round pick. What round would you put him in? I have I, – A.J. Dillon's a tough one for me. I don't think he fits every single scheme, offensive scheme, running style. He's got to go to a gap, man-heavy team to get the most use out of him. So I could see a team like the Titans or the Cowboys, if they didn't have Ezekiel Elliott, that run that style offense. I could see them pulling the trigger towards the end of day two. A team like the Chiefs, I think he fits a lot of what Brett Veach likes. His hands haven't been tested a ton, but they haven't looked terrible when he's had the chance. I just don't know how well he's going to work in kind of our heavy zone rushing attack. So I'd say he'd probably be more in the midday three for a team like the Chiefs just based on scheme fit. Man, there's going to be a ton of receivers and a ton of running backs, I do feel, in the mid-rounds, especially linemen as well. I, th- I think the first five rounds of this draft are extremely deep, man. Yeah, and I think you're going to, I mean, you're going to have a lot of good players from this draft. No matter what the situation is surrounding it, they're going to come from rounds two to four. I think there's going to be a lot of good players there. I don't think it's necessarily deeper. Like people like to talk about deep or shallow classes. I don't know if it's necessarily deeper than other years. It just seems like there's a solid amount. There's a, a good list of guys that could be contributors that are kind of slated to go in that range. And that happens every year. It just there's position groups like you said, wide receiver, running back that are loaded through that kind of depth. What do you think the, the top positions are as far as depth besides wide receiver? Then what would you say, running backs or corners? Uh, it's actually offensive tackles for me, probably okay. rival wide receiver. It's probably not as deep all the way down to you know, 25, 30, but the top 15 to 20 guys at tackle are very good. Then wide receivers. And then I like the cornerback class, especially if you're okay with shorter corners. There's a good six, seven cornerbacks that I think are good football players. They're just going to fall underneath some team's metric at the position, but somebody will draft them later in the draft and get really good players and guys that are considered undersized coming into the league. What are you doing with your, your spare time now? Are you working more on the draft? Definitely more draft stuff. I actually just moved, so sold one house, bought another house, so we got all sorts oh, of man. fun uh, setting stuff up projects. So I guess it's the perfect time to have to be stuck at home and be busy with all that kinds of stuff because I'm staying busy right now. Well, I missed the XFL the, this weekend, but uh, the XFL players can sign with the NFL now. Uh, they're yeah, now allowed to sign with the NFL team. I mean, we saw nine guys on AAF rosters make the NFL and I know that scouts went and watched P.J. Walker and Cam Phillips and the like from the NFL in the XFL. When you look at the XFL right now, do you think that a lot of these guys will end up as backups or for depths? Do you think a lot of these guys will end up in training camps with NFL teams? Yeah, I think you'll see a lot of them go to camps. I think you saw a good enough product on the field, especially compared to the AAF, that you're going to get a fair amount of guys going to get camp tryouts. I do think that you're going to get a few more players from the XFL than you got from the AAF that – make it to an actual roster. I don't know if it'll be a ton, though. A lot of these guys have had a chance in the NFL, and it just didn't work yet. 
but like guys like PJ Walker, I expect to be on a roster going into next season. And I think you're going to see, like I said, a good chunk of guys who make it to camp workouts, maybe even impress for some fans during the preseason process, just because they're kind of trying really hard. They've already put together some good stuff. Like I think you're going to have a lot of hype going into it. I just don't know how many make rosters. Matt Lade, how many uh, picks you up to now on your draft guide? Four hundred. Oh. Yeah, I think I think we do have about 400, a little over 400 grades in right now. We're working our way. We're going to have over 225 write-ups with strengths, weaknesses, specific chief fits, and we're probably about a little over halfway through all of the write-ups now. So we're getting there. We got over 400 grades, and to be honest, we're probably going to end up around 425. I think. How many are we at the NFL with comp picks? Are we at 255. I believe so. Yeah, so so you guys have well over that amount. A lot of undrafted. Uh, Guys, that's why I like that guide so much. Matt Lane, at Chief in Carolina on Twitter, one of the best draft guys out there. Thanks a lot, Matty. Uh, thank you, JB. Enjoy your weekend. You too. Thank you. There you go. Matt Lane, man, moving up, man. Get a different house. Yeah, good for him. Oh, he lives in the mountains, you know. We never know what we're going to get. He sounded very good. We're going to get time. grounded, Matt, or uh, no one has landlines anymore. I mean, that's changed this industry. Because what, what happens is when I first got into this, you would talk to the guests, say, do you have a landline? Or cell phone. Now it's just all cell phones. But it used to be the choice, and some people are landlines, like they're their business, place of business. But that used to be a question, Kramer. I think the times have changed. Well, you, you try to get people on a landline. It's the best way to do it, but it's cell phone now. I mean, that is one thing that uh, has changed in this industry to some extent. XFL, a free to sign with the NFL. Of course, a lot of these guys will be back with the XFL. That's how this thing works. And, and, it, and it's so timely different. It's in the spring, and guys can do both. Which is good. I like that. The fringe guys. I think it's cool. I think it helps the league, the XFL, when guys are going to the NFL. I think it kind of is their purpose, get guys back to the next. Because most of those guys are built on being on practice squads and everything else. Like Cam Phillips that's tearing up the league. He was on an active roster last year. Barely, but he was. P.J. Walker's been in the NFL. I mean, just saying – Guys have NFL experience, but I, I think it's good for the league. Now, it does take the talent pull down, but they're going to restock with that talent. You're always going to find those guys falling off of NFL rosters, especially the quarterback. I think it's cool. I think it's good to, I think it's good for some of these guys. After all, the Arena League was good for Kurt Warner. That's true. Helped his timing. Ross Tucker, Radio.com, NFL Insider, was on with uh, Cody and Gold. Had some things, some interesting things to think about with free agents and rookies if this thing uh, continues, these suspensions of leagues continue and drag on. How could it affect the NFL? We'll discuss that next. Welcome back. Jay Bickley and Kramer, the Kramer Dog, producing the operation. Big thanks to Matt Lane coming on and talking draft with us a little bit ago as we do each and every day. You enjoying that stuff, Kramer? It's the draft, Bankley. Talk you, draft you, every day. you know that I'm loving this. I can't wait to dive in later. I got something to do. Watch Kramer and his simulations for the XFL. I missed that today. You're going to miss this today? Or are you going to watch it today? No, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to miss the league today. Oh, yeah, I'm going to miss it. Oh, the league is its sad. It, I'm glad it's not folding. But you, cause you know for a fact they'll be here next year. And I love the fact that they're paying their players still. Now, that right there shows dedication. They are. I am curious, though. Have you seen it, though? Because the pay disbursement, it's, what, $1,600 for being active that game? Yes. And $2,200 for a win. That's significant money. 
out of these guys. I mean, it's cool they're being paid for the rest of the year. I mean, that's awesome. But I don't know. Like, I haven't seen the – have you seen the breakdown at all? What, I haven't yet. Yeah, no. I haven't either. But they're making it easy on the players. I mean, it's great. Did you see that one of the Dragons players uh, tested uh, for the uh, positive for the virus? Really? Which player was it? Uh, they didn't say, which is which is fine. But. but one player has tested positive in the XFL. That's crazy. Well, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I just what they said. Um, so I don't. It's uh, one player did. So I don't know if they've tested them all or what. But then you got to test the other team, I guess. Which they would have played have in Houston it. last week. That, you'd have to test the entire, I guess. Well, Houston and the rest of S- Seattle. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna gonna deal with that. But uh, Ross Tucker was on with uh, Cody and Gold um, yesterday. It was r- really good stuff. He's a Radio.com insider, former NFL player, and he took took a look at the NFL draft. Of course, he said the th- things we're saying they could move it back uh, one year. But uh, here was Ross Tucker on the potential implication implications for free agency, which legal tampering period starts Monday at eleven. Right after the tag, tags 10, 59, 59, 11 o'clock, legal tampering in the NFL. Of course, uh, Wednesday is the first day of the league year. So things are going to be moving and shaking right now in the NFL. And the vote for the CBA is tonight at 10, 59. So you'll have that in. And again, teams, if it's on the second day, if this passes, you can, you can tag your franchise or a transition tag one player. But if it doesn't, teams get a chance of doing two players because it's last year of the CBA. Here is Ross Tucker on the impact of free agency. Yeah, I mean, right now they are saying that the league year will go on as scheduled. I tend to think they're going to rethink that decision. I understand that it's primarily just agents talking with teams and talking about money, and you know they don't even really need to get guys on flights or whatever um, for the most part. But I still wouldn't be surprised, and if I had to bet, I'd bet that they would delay it some undetermined amount of time. I just think that, on the one hand, there's nothing else going on, so it would be all everyone would be talking about, which is great for the NFL. On the other hand, you know, there's a lot of really serious things going on, um, concerning things, and it might not look great, for, uh, you know, all these guys be signing these huge, you know, multi-year, multi-million dollar contracts. Then there's sort of the logistics of, hey, we got to then get these guys to a physical. They got to pass the physical before they can sign their contract. And I don't think anybody really wants to be on planes right around now. The only issue I see with that is, you know, and I'm no expert, but based on what I'm reading and hearing, it doesn't really sound like it's going to get better anytime soon. Like it sounds like it's going to get worse before it gets better. So then how much do you really delay it? And how much does that really help? You know, if you delay it for a month, okay, you know, maybe we're in a better spot then, and maybe it'll be more understandable. I don't know, but then you're really button up against the draft. So I'm as interested as anyone to see what the NFL ends up doing. So, yeah, I'm curious about that, too, with which direction the NFL goes. Ross Tucker was asked about what, what, at what point does this become a problem with having a delay, like bringing the rookies in and getting them to work out. What's, what's it going to mean for them to maybe miss a little bit of time? Well, I think it's not ideal, uh, but I think as long as training camps 
were able to start on time, I think it'd be fine because most of the guys are already training on their own. You know, whether they have a home gym or a gym that they go to, whatever, just training, doing some of the, the footwork and stuff outside. So I think as long as they could start training camp on time, I think you'd actually be okay. Now, who that would really hurt is the rookies because they're going to miss out on those 12 OTAs, learning the offense, being out there running through the plays. Usually when they get to training camp, that's sort of the second time that they've heard it, the second time that they've gone through that stuff. So I think if you're looking for an impact, uh, perhaps there'd be more guys that would get banged up in training camp and pull muscles because, you know, they didn't do anything football-related in the spring. But I think really you'd be setting back the rookies more than anybody else because they need that. I mean, they, they need those reps. They need to learn the offense. It's already tough for a rookie. That would make it significantly more more difficult. And I think really for the undrafted free agent rookies like Matt Lane was kind of talking about, but does this force teams to be looking at free agency more? They absolutely always look at both things when talking about player acquisition, right? Like one of the reasons why Amari Cooper and or Robbie Anderson or whoever uh, isn't going to get perhaps the dollars that they want as a free agent uh, is because the draft is so good for receivers. Maybe I'll throw Demarcus Robinson in there as well. Although I think Demarcus will have a better market than people realize. But my point is, is in general, those guys aren't going to get as much as they normally would because everybody thinks, well, man, there's like 25 good receivers. I can take one there in the top three rounds like Nicole Hardman and they're a lot cheaper and they're younger and all that stuff. So to your point, yeah, they will, they will talk about that. And if I'm a team right now, that's one of the things I'm thinking about, especially if I'm a coach that's on a hot seat thinking, you know, it's going to be tough for these rookies. Now I don't think it's a huge factor, but it's sort of like a, a tie goes to the runner kind of thing. If you're on the fence, whether or not to make a move, with a, a free agent because you think maybe you'll get a guy in the draft. I don't know. I think you might want to go with the free agent just because you don't know when the guy you would get in the draft would be ready and willing to, to contribute. Ross Tucker, full interview for that on demand, 610sports.com. Coming up next, the week that was. Frank Clark made the circuits. When he talks, we listen. That's next. Welcome back, Jay Binkley and Kramer, the Kram Dog, who's going to simulate the XFL starting at 1 o'clock today. Stay you, tuned. For you it. might have my attention today, Kramer. Kramer Sansone Network there on YouTube. I was thinking of a couple things today. I was thinking and pondering, and I do, I did buy only because, and I haven't gone back and watched, I haven't watched it for years, but that uh, series coach with Hayden Fox and Dauber and, yeah, I mean. Kind of forgot about them. Yeah, coach Minnesota State. Oh yeah, Screaming Eagles. They became a actually became a school later on. Minnesota State Mankato. Got every episode. Need to watch it. Minnesota State Mankato, the basketball team we always beat. Well, back in when I was in that Northwest, we'd always beat them in tournament time. It's either that, video games, or beer drinking. And it might encompass it all. It just might. 
That, that might be today's oh, agenda kinda, for myself. It's kind of raining today. I mean, it's... It's nasty. It's achy. I don't want to go outside. I'm, I'm thinking video games, though. I'm really thinking that. Pull up YouTube on your laptop. Have um, It will not be a book. It will not be a book. Good. It'll be video games. Playing some uh, some chill. Maybe some Madden. I've watched a million RV shows. See, I don't know what's up with you in these RV shows. I don't know either. I don't have an RV. Never had one. Exa- exactly. But I want one now. It's like pit my RV. I mean, I kind of want one. We got a sweet one, though, 610. That RV that Vern uh, broadcasts from. Yeah, Vern now sleeps in that place. I know. It's going to be a long, long year for Vern in that thing. I know. I'm going to keep that thing clean. I know. I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, just uh, think, thinking of ideas. By the way, Smitty's Garage Burger and Beer text line 69306. How are you occupying yourself? This weekend. What do you do without sports? Ask us anything slash what are you doing this weekend? I'm curious about it. Smitty's Garage, Burgers and Beer text line 69306. How are you entertaining yourself? You reading the book? You playing video games? You going back and watching the Chiefs season? Maybe you won that one. Maybe you bought that video or won that video at Fisco in the morning. The whole Chiefs season. Watch the Super Bowl again. I mean, you know the outcome, but it's fun. I mean, who hasn't watched the Super Bowl at least three or four times? At minimum. I think I've only watched it once. At minimum. Anyway. I could read the Matheny Manifesto. I still have. I haven't cracked open yet. <laughs> Frank Clark, I, I will be simulating. Uh, we will be, as Kramer will do this with me. We'll, should we simulate the entire Major League Baseball season or just the Royals games? Well, if we say it's a a franchise thing you're going to do, I think we should. I mean, it's it will simulate the other games. Yeah, it will. So, I mean, we'll see what goes on. Hopefully, there's a, a high hit-by-pitch rate for the Astros. It, it won't be. It might. I might I might try to figure out some sliders for it, man. Hey, speaking of the hit-by-pitch, you know the over-under set at 83.5? Which, which is way too low. Well, I don't know, though. It, it's one out of every two games. And you think about this. Two of my locks were that's going to be the over, and the other one that 429 would have been beaten at the combine. The 40 was beaten, 427 by Henry Ruggs. Didn't have to sweat it out that long either. It happened in the first night. But... The 83 and a half, three major league teams were hit more than 83 and a half times last year. The fourth one, the Cubs were hit exactly 83 times. And I'm pretty sure half that was Anthony Rizzo. But but here's my philosophy on that. If this, let's say, let's say teams come out and start just pelting the Strohs. They're going to issue warnings before the game even starts. Because they have the authority to do that. Go ahead and issue the warning. And guys aren't going to be want to be thrown out that early in the season. And especially if it's a shortened season. Which is the other thing, all bets would be off the table at that point. If they're, they're talking about getting 162 in still, that that's a difficult proposition. That's going to be tough. I don't. They'll have to push double headers, take off days away. I just wonder how the Major League Baseball Union would do do about that when you give these guys all those double headers. Plus, I guess play a little bit later, but then you're dealing with weather, depending on where the games are. Unless you said, hey, just because of this year only, we're going through November, and we're playing all these games indoors. Where would you play them indoors at? Uh, just, several places. Just go to the parks that have the you retractable can, roof? or You can go to New Globe. Well, you, I was going to say Houston, but I wouldn't give them any advantages the way, the way they've been doing. But you down got, in Texas where the Rangers play, that's going to be a, the new Globe Life Park is going to be a retracting roof. Yeah, so you can say you can do Toronto has one. Miami. Seattle has one. Because you know, Miami. sure as hell, they're not going to be in the World Series. No, but, I, hey, well, I mean. You say hey, we're doing the World Series at a neutral site this year? Because of weather, 
you know, what weather problems could happen, or you just wait and see. But you need to plan these things in advance. That, you don't know who's going to win. But, I mean, if it's in L.A. or something, you can play that in November. But, now you got to play it in the cold. But, again, okay, you could do that unless you just said, hey, we're going to take the World Series and we'll play it neutral site this year. I mean, I don't know what I don't. I don't do. like that. I don't like the neutral side stuff. Nope. Just an idea, Kramer. Just an idea. There's a reason why you get home field advantage in baseball. Just an idea. It's only for the World Series. Seven games, man. You can't have it on a neutral site. They're talking about adding playoff games anyway. We get the pitch clock. We got all these other rules in baseball, three hitter minimum. Playing a neutral site is not crazy for one no, season. No, it, it's crazy. But that, that would be in a way to lengthen the season. I, I don't think. Because that's the one thing they worry about is games you gotta being play at canceled. Home. That's one thing they worry about is game. I'm with you. But you, I would, you just you, said you would you would enjoy that. I would, but they wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. The quality of baseball would be down if guys were out playing That'd in be terrible. bad weather or snow. There's no reason for this. I No, there are no neutral sides. What I'm saying is if you took one year, you said we're going into November, but we're taking the World just, Series. How about this? Cancel the season because there's, there's no way you'd want to do a neutral no travel, side. There's just one place. And nope. we teams don't have to leave. Nope. Nope. Give a longer season. Is that, no. But you don't want delays and crap happening. And yeah. then again, you really want to compete with the uh, NFL and the meat and potatoes of the season. I get the World Series is during the NFL time, but you're getting college football and conference season, NFL. I mean, do you want to compete with other stuff if you're baseball? I, I think mean, you should. Well, one thing you don't need is a bunch of postponements. All right, I, You have to shorten the season. That's the only thing possible I, but for They're this. talking 162 still, but how are you doing it? That's my question. Take off the two weeks of what two weeks is fourteen days. Take out fourteen days, you'll be fine. Yeah. If that's if that's the case right now. Frank Clark did speak on Undisputed this week as he made his round. This is the one quote that I liked what he said. This was because he's played with Russell Wilson and Pat Mahomes. What are the similarities between the two quarterbacks? It's a lot of similarities. Um, it's a lot of differences as well. Um, I believe one of the similarities that, that a lot of people miss is the fact that both of these guys have this baseball pass. Right. You know, it, it's the baseball pass as far as their throwing styles and right. things they're able to do, the mechanics, how they're able to run, how they're able to throw on the run and make tight throws and stuff like that. I, and um, I feel like a lot of people miss that. And um, I, and we play baseball. You know, a lot of baseball players, that, their ability the to throw angles. side throws, the arm angles. And these are the two things they share. I believe that's the most common similarity. Other than that, um, you know, the differences. Um, you know, you got a young, younger guy and an older guy. Um, I feel like, that, honestly, that's the biggest difference. Um, same type of guys. One's a little shorter, one's a little taller. You know, no shade to my boy Rush. You know, that's my dog. Shout out to Rush, you know. Um, but um, that's, that's the only thing. You talking about competitive spirit. I've never seen nobody as competitive as Pat Mahomes at the age he's at. Mm. The guy's on another level. You know, his leadership skills. You know how he's able to lead a team. He's able to lead a team of guys, man, to a place that they've never been. You know, in, in what, three years that he did it. Ringing endorsement from a defensive player on Pat Mahomes. I like that when he's talking about the baseball background. What makes these guys unique? And that's basically both their backgrounds. And coaches always like players playing multiple sports. Although Gary Pinkle once told me when he comes on the college football show every week that he recommends it for almost every player except for quarterback. Because they like the quarterback working on their techniques, you know. And I remember Bubba when he was in high school at uh, – Gardner Edgerton, exceptional quarterback, one of the top three high school players I've ever seen in the Kansas City area. But he was a great baseball player, of course, and he could play basketball as well, too. I mean, the guy was good at everything. Was good at everything. By the way, uh, text line 69306, Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer. Text line, what are you doing to occupy yourself this weekend? Several of you have responded. By the way, Union Station just tweeted out, uh, Kareem Dog. 
said uh, Science City, the Planetarium, Model Rail Gallery, and the Genghis Khan ex- exhibition at Union Station will be closed now through March 31st. Does wow. not include other tenants, restaurants, retailer offices at this time. So, again, this this ties into what we're saying here. Because maybe somebody say, you know what? This would be a good time to go to Science City. Without sports, it's a good time to do this. Or go see the Model Rail Gallery. That's what I'm saying. you got to figure out something else to do because all these places are closed. Hell, Disneyland's closed. Not that you'd go, but maybe you would. You know it's serious when Disneyland closes. Well, I know, man. World's happiest place. Apparently. But, but you got stuff, so you can't do it. All right, so all right, maybe you're saying, well, let's go, let's go do Is the zoo closed yet? I don't know. I, I assume it's still open. I don't know because animals can't get this. Would you know. go to the zoo on a rainy day? Just wondering. I mean, zoo's fun. I mean, I enjoy eh, it. There's a couple, of, a couple of animals I think are funny. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not a big zoo. I, mean, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Penguins are funny. I was going to ask you, what, what animal is funny? Uh, I, think the, I think the gorillas are funny. I think penguins are funny. The way that they walk, I would walk like a penguin. Remember that lady that got poop thrown at her from the... Uh, there's like orangutans or yes, something. Yes, the one that made on a viral video, yes. But that's what they do. Would, I've always wanted to pet monkey or orangutan. I could do it, but a lot of more diapers. There's a story. It's good they had a monkey in there. And that'd be a cool pet. Let's be honest. I mean, at least I would think it'd be cool. But not if they're going to throw poop everywhere. I wonder what... You know, that's what, what I called my wife. Just kidding. Oh, gosh, Pink. It's a joke. It's just a bad joke. But. It's a terrible joke, Pink. I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> you laughed. I know. Anyway, what are you going to be doing besides throwing poop around? Well, there's no toilet paper, so you got to scoot on the rug. But anyway, we come back. What are you guys doing? We'll tell you next. Welcome back to Lead Off. Jay Bakley, Kramer the Crame Dog, producing the operation. Dusty Likens, Nick Price, Out of Bounds, comes your direction next. Until three, mentioning what are you going to be doing? How about these major league players? They're wanting to do something, and I actually think this is really cool. Trevor Bauer, that has his own media company too now. You ever see what Bauer's doing? Bauer wants to play a sandlot game with major league players or in minor league players that are still out at spring training. Cincinnati Reds pitchers Trevor Bauer, David Carpenter, trying to organize a sandlot baseball game in Arizona to pass the time for ESPN. Carpenter reached out to Bauer on Friday and said, hey, Bauer outage, you think we get some of the guys together to random field in Phoenix and have a pickup baseball game, Sandlot style? Trevor Bauer's response, I'm a 1,000% in. So Bauer has invited minor league players and major league players to play. Other players, including Mike Clevenger, Detroit Tigers pitcher James, well, he's from the Indians, uh, Detroit Tigers pitcher James Russell, San Diego Padres outfielder Tommy Pham followed up to say they were on board. No date or time has been announced, Bauer tweeted late Friday, but this is happening. And I'm sure it'll go through some legal channels or whatever, as long as uh, as long as it's just 100% on his. Why, why can't he do it? I mean, they, they, they've suspended the organization, so the, the organization, so I'm sure that he can, can do this, but this is pretty clever. Now, he said everyone would be mic'd up for broadcast through his website, Momentum. So his this will broad his own broadcast company will show them, but everybody's going to be mic'd up, and that's been a lot of fun with the major leaguers being mic'd up, in deal. But the Sandlot, 
Like, this is a pretty creative deal from Trevor Bauer here. I like this a lot. And the fact that he's going to probably do it on his media platform, so it's free game for anything. You're going to hear a lot of stuff going on, which I do enjoy this. I mean, if you're out there in Arizona, because some of the guys have been told to stay there, or go to their home cities, whatever, and a lot of guys had their families already down there at spring training, I think this is a brilliant idea. Oh, it's, it's incredible. The Sandlot. I like it. That's some good pitching, too. Get Bauer out there against Clevenger. See what uh, if there's any Royals that would uh, join that. I'm curious. Which Royal do you think would do it? I, Witt, maybe. Witt's got a long history of Trevor Bauer. It's true. He was, uh, wasn't he in the, didn't he have the walk-off hit with Trevor Bauer warming up in the College World Series? I think Bauer was warming up for UCLA, and he was on the field then for UCLA when, when Witt had the walk-off. And then, of course, Witt got that uh, record hit against uh, Trevor Bauer as well in the regular season. But I think he's been on his show with him. Trevor Bauer has like a show, and Whit Merrifield has been on that. But I can see, I see several Royals doing it. Why wouldn't you? I see Danny Duffy doing it. Uh, from the text line, 69306-660 says, they're getting sucked into YouTube videos of people making stuff. From blacksmiths making swords to carpenters making furniture. Maybe I'll make something while distancing myself socially. From the 660, from the 785, here's a good one. Working, they said. Emergency management official. Lots of planning going on for coronavirus. Hat tip to you, sir, madam. You got a lot of work on your uh, on your plate here, but you'll be uh, working. And um, someone says uh, they're thinking about installing a bidet. And you mentioned the Which bidet Which might earlier. be smart. Bidet is a word for French butt washer. Yes, and I think it'd be good and handier in this time. Well, you do you, Kramer. You yeah. do you. Never I, know. I give you how much did you find them for? Saw them for forty bucks on Amazon for a bidet. Yes, you have to install it yourself. So I mean, what else you can do? That's true. I mean, install hey, a bidet. Yeah, yeah. It, it's apparently it saves about ten thousand rolls of toilet paper. How about that? From the nine one three, going to have a home movie day, starting off with all three Batman movies, and just have a big old food fest and watch movies all day with the three kids that the texter has from nine one three. Sounds like. A lot of fun. Let's go to Craig in Kansas City. Wants to talk Sandlot. What's up, Craig? Hey, I just wanted to mention real quick the whole Trevor Bauer pickup game. Yeah. You know, if, if he's if he's publicizing this through his Twitter account, people are going to show up. Like, that's supposed to be doing right now. I mean, they canceled whole Major League seasons, and this guy's trying to turn around and, and re-assemble uh, people. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it'll be. I mean, I don't. I don't know the specifics. I don't know if this will all be on TV or not. Like, I mean, that could be something. His momentum. Like, you have to watch this being played or something. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I hope that it is. I really, truly hope that it's it's just broadcast and not actually people brought out to it. Because I mean, we're all fighting a, a fight right here, are we not? No, no, we are. I get that. But uh, he says it's going to be on, on on his Twitter. He says it's going to be on Watch Momentum. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. No further announcements will be made, so follow now or risk missing it entirely. So it sounds to me it's going to be basically a thing you can watch. That's awesome. I love what you guys do. Keep it up, man. Uh, have a good weekend. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, my friend. Take care. So I, I don't know exactly what he's doing, but I like the creativity of it all. Kramer's being creative in what he's doing. Hell yeah, I am. Text line sends real creative what they're doing. I you know, there's one person here, emergency management official. They got a lot of work to do. Yeah, be careful out there, man. 816 said her Trevor was going to film it by drone. He likes drones. 
He does like drums from the 847 beer delivery guy here. When everything but grocery stores close, I'll still have to work. Got to provide the goods. I'll give you that. I stopped by the store the other day. I did not buy stuff like toilet paper and everything. It was already gone. I got beer. That stuff was still there, surprisingly. Liquor store? <laughs> it's a must stop at this point. A must stop. And Kramer's going to put in a $48 bidet. Yep, I'm going to put in a $48 bidet. We'll do, I'll do that, save on toilet paper. It's all good. From the 816, they're working at a casino. Um, 913, number of people at my gym is starting to dwindle down a ton at the gym. So I'm sure the gyms are a little bit shorter in uh, people working out. We're just going to continue to our... I mean, there's a lot of germs at the gym, so I understand why. It's going to continue with our obesity. 913, FedEx driver here. Still have to work when everything else is off. There you go. FedEx driver's working hard. I see these guys, man. These guys out there pounding it, man. FedEx, UPS, Amazon, you name it. Um, these guys, uh, Here's uh, this must be Rocco. Dirtbags baseball starts on the 23rd. It's uh, adult league baseball. And I think Missouri's still playing the state championships in basketball. Today, limited 150. Yeah, some high school stuff. Yeah, limited 150. Uh, I think it's family now. It went down to only family. 816, self-employed handyman. I have to go into people's houses. Eh. Yeah, I'd ask him first. I mean, think about your pizza driver, man. Tip him well, man. As they say in uh, gentlemen's clubs, you ain't tipping, you're slipping. Right? I mean, I've never been to a gentleman's club, so I, I guess that's right. <laughs> Whatever, man. You already told me your mom and girlfriend's listening, so of course you have. Be honest. I've actually never been to one. Be, be transparent. I am being transparent. Being. Can we take you to one? Let's go right after this. It's raining outside. Nothing else to do. Let's, let's support the economy. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Matt Lane for joining us today. Talking NFL draft once again. Remember, tonight is the night, 10:59, where players vote on the CBA or not. Monday is the day for franchise tags at 10:59. 59 has to be done because at 11 o'clock, it's legal tampering. In the NFL, and Wednesday is the official day of the league year. Still no word on the draft or what they're doing on that yet, so I assume they will keep it going. Uh, from the 660, a chip salesman trying to keep stores full. Good work. See you later. Dusty Nick next. Santa Fe Auto Sound. Book your installation. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.